Good morning. Welcome to Ask Andy. This is a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm Andrew Newworth. You can reach me by phone at 215-259-3687 or on the web, Newworthlaw, N-E-U-W-I-R-T-H-L-A-W.com. So I haven't heard from uh, too many listeners recently, and I wanted to just get some feedback on, you know, what questions you might have about personal injury practice in Philadelphia. Uh, It's hard for me to talk about, you know, your specific case, but, uh, you know, if you have inquiries or questions about general areas of that, you know, part of the law, I'm happy to talk to you about it. Um, You know, my opinion is that most lawyers, most of the time are doing good work. We wouldn't stay in business if we didn't make our clients happy. And uh, so, you know, periodically people come to me with, you know, questions or concerns about their lawyer. Um, but for the most part, I tell everyone, like, look, just if you have concerns or questions, stick with your lawyer, express what you got, they'll work harder for you, uh, you know, if that's your issue. So I want to talk to you today about uh, escalators and elevators and injuries from those devices. So there are, you know, three or four big elevator companies. There's Otis, there's uh, Kone, and there's a couple others. Uh, they make, you know, pretty much most of the elevators, commercial and residential, that you will ride in. Um, the way things work in elevators usually is that the elevators are pretty unique and specific and complicated device with a lot of safety built into it by the manufacturer. And it's in a building. So, you know, in personal injury practice, we sue the building owner, but usually the building owner will say, hey, look, I'm not even allowed to touch that (laughs) elevator. It's on the elevator company. And oftentimes, if there's a problem with the specific elevator itself, the elevator company will defend the case. There's, you know, one aspect of that case that's important for the property owner or the business, and that's, you know, notice. Was there a moment in time before the injury occurred, you know, when someone's hit by the elevator, someone's crushed, some door slams on them. You know, there's any number of horrible things that happen. There was a guy recently was completely killed, crushed in half in New York because an elevator that had been malfunctioning for an extended period of time actually finally killed somebody. But, you know, sometimes businesses don't have notice. And if the business doesn't have notice, how can they call for service? So I had a situation years ago where one of those parking garage arms came down and hit a lady on on the head. And the, you know, manufacturer or servicing company for the parking machine arm company was responsible. But also, you know, it took forever during the course of litigation to squeeze the information out of the institution that owned the parking garage arm, but it turned out that they had, you know, at least 24 hours notice, if not more, that the parking garage arm was malfunctioning. Those things are only supposed to go up and down in the presence of uh, a metal object like a car. You know, you pull a ticket or you pay a fee and the arm goes up and then it comes back down, but they're not supposed to go up or down randomly. They have like a little wire that's supposed to detect metal, I guess. So, Anyway, you know, this thing hit this lady in the head and and injured her. In the elevator context, look, the elevators are big, heavy machinery that move us around without too much issue usually. 
But there are, I'm sure you've been in plenty of situations. Like my office now, I've got a bulky elevator. There's one of three elevators, just kind of a bulky elevator. It's never quite working. People are getting stuck in it all the time. I'm sure there have been plenty of complaints to the management. So what happens? Maybe the elevator isn't properly serviced. Maybe it's too old. Maybe it malfunctions and injures someone. You know, well, does the owner of my building have noticed that there's a problem with the elevator? Yeah, you bet they do. Will they deny it? They might, but you got a building full of people who can say it was a problem. So then is that on the elevator company? Yeah, well, ultimately the elevator company is responsible for the workings of the elevator, but the elevator company may say, as they often do, hey, we service that elevator every 30 days without fail, without a complaint, there was no problem. The company, if they knew about something in the intervening 30 days, should have told us. And if they didn't tell us, then we had every reason to believe there was nothing wrong. Now, you know, that may be okay in something that's a new problem, but, you know, if you take uh, one of the runners or one of the anti, you know, locking devices or one of the devices that keep the, the doors from opening when there's no elevator there, if those fail, that may be more on the elevator company or the servicing company. A lot of times the elevator companies have their own licensed service people doing this because they don't want outside people uh, servicing elevators. Kind of for that reason, because they're kind of proprietary in there, and they're, you know, life safety type thing. You know, the horrible elevator cases are ones where the door's open, someone's walking, th- walking, expecting there to be an elevator, you know, box there, and there's not, and they fall to their deaths. Other horrible ones are people are, you know, crushed below elevators, and a lot of times people have elevator doors close on them, or, you know, break limbs, this and that. So, you know, those are the elevator cases. The escalator ones are usually a little more gruesome and scary because oftentimes people caught up in them are children because the children, you know, our kids don't see kind of the danger in the escalator. To them, it's just a staircase that moves. They don't see that the thing doesn't look right or there's something catching or this or that. And sometimes, you know, people's clothing gets dragged into the teeth that make the escalator work. Oftentimes there's um, the shutoff valve doesn't work or the escalator doesn't sense there's a problem fast enough. And, you know, someone's dragged into the workings of the escalator, which is pretty, you know, major machinery underneath what looks like, you know, rotating steps. I've seen cases also where you know, someone, some good Samaritan nearby goes to hit the shutoff valve and the shutoff valve doesn't kill the power. Now, if the shutoff valve had killed the power, the person wouldn't have been injured further. Um, but, you know, when that fails, you, you got a problem because someone's obviously getting, you know, dragged in and tortured. So, look, escalators, elevators. Um, I've never seen a case with, like, those airport people movers because they're just sort of, like, shooting along little rubber sidewalks. Uh, I'm not sure how you could really get hurt by that, but, you know, maybe maybe they're going too fast, maybe they're not. I'm not really sure. Uh, but, you know, those are the big injurers of people. And, you know, from a personal injury perspective, you know, you have these pretty serious injuries. Often you have broken bones or you have, like, amputated limbs, you know, death. Some really horrible stuff happens to people. But you still, as a lawyer, you know, part of what you're paying me for is not only my legal expertise, but, you know, look, the ability to learn 
a subject quickly. And so I may not know everything about elevators before a case, but you can be damn sure that during the case, I know everything there is to know about an elevator. Now, there are certain areas I just won't go into. Like, I'm not an aviation lawyer. I won't talk about, um, you know, aviation crashes. I just I don't have enough expertise to tell you what's going on with a plane. Uh, but, you know, with an elevator, I, I can figure that out. And I've worked on elevator cases before. And they're not, at the end of the day, that complicated. Most of what we do as lawyers is learn enough about the subject to explain it to a layperson who had, you know, the same level of engineering or elevator experience as I do before I start the case. And we use an elevator expert to inform us so we can kind of, you know, dress the engineering information up so your typical person can understand it. Look, this, you know device isn't supposed to injure people, it injured someone. More specifically, that door closing device failed here and they should have replaced it sooner. That's easy enough, right? But, you know, I don't know what the cause of the elevator accident is until one, it happens, two, my expert can take a look at it, and three, a lot of times, you know, the repair that is done to fix the escalator or to fix the elevator tells you a lot about what was the problem. So if you got to fix the door closing device or the brake pad, all right, well, then you know maybe they should have been replaced earlier. And how'd they know? Well, someone would have noticed the, the you know, unsettling elevator, the bulky escalator, whatever it is. So anyway, that's enough for today on elevators and escalators. They're an interesting area. The elevator companies do take their cases very seriously, and they are cases that are oftentimes willing and important to pursue for us and for our clients. That's Ask Andy. I hold people accountable. Have a great day.